Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's brand new episode of our relaunch of the Back to Basics uh, series. We're taking our first attempt at getting back on video in a while. Uh, assuming this doesn't completely burn out my computer, I hope you kind of enjoy what we're, what we're talking about here. We are going to be starting at the beginning of the Bible and going basically story by story through it until we either get bored of it or run out of Bible, whichever comes first. Uh, so for those we of you, start over. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are new to our entire everything and are just joining now for some reason, congrats. Weird place, but hey, I feel you. I love it. Uh, I'm Pastor Don. Uh, I'm the pastor of Unfinished Community, which is kind of our big thing located physically here in Japan, but online on Discord, a bunch of other places. Check down below. Links to everything are in the description because I'm a shameless plugster. Uh, and joining me is our U.S. side admin great friend and totally not crazy person, uh, Courtney Fraley. Say hi, Courtney. Uh, hi, don't let him fool you. I'm completely off my nut. So. <laughs> <laughs> but right. in a friendly sort of a way. Yeah, well, I, I think you're friendly. We've been, what, friends for 20 years now? I know, a hilarious amount of time, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of time at which people are aged stop wanting to ask exactly how long it's been because it makes us feel bad. 2002? Three yeah. years there. Oh, it, it, 20 years. Might be yeah. 20, 20. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Ew, ew. We've been uh -uh. friends for as long as we were old when we met. I just stopped myself from spitting beer at my laptop. Right? Mm, it's not okay. Anyway. All right. Anyway, yeah, so, we're all old. Uh, did, did, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're old folks now. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about the Bible. Um, for our first episode, I wanted to just kick it out by talking about, in general, like, how, how do we read and understand uh, the Bible? We were kind of pre-gaming a little bit before, in which I mean conversation, um, and we were, we were talking about how, in, in a general sense, the Bible is not a history textbook, but God help us, so many of us have read it that way for years, right? Yeah, but there's, there's, it's like, I'm, I would also suggest that perhaps the Bible is a work of art and any art needs to be viewed in the context of how and when and why it was created. Yeah. And um, there's, it's worth noting too, that the Bible like isn't one book too. Like each book, each section of each book is sometimes different genres written for different purposes and different intents. Uh, there's a rabbi that I follow on Twitter, which is a weird thing to be saying if you're not in the 21st century. Um, there is a rabbi I follow on Twitter who regularly makes the point when like the abortion issue and other things come up and people in the Christian community, Christian with some pretty big air quotes, start citing from like the Psalms and things like that as biblical justifications for you know, the sanctity of life before birth. And she just raises the point that the Psalms aren't legal text. Like, you know, we do kind of skip past that point. A lot of us when we're reading the Bible is we just assume that all of it is direct from the mouth, word of God telling us exactly how to live our life. And a lot of us have been taught that, like yeah. by our, our elders in the church, you know. I, freaking I, weird. I'm sure I heard that message at some point. Yeah. Which, um, which, that you know, when I went to seminary, it blew me away because it's one of the first things they teach you at seminary is it's not like, you know, we believe the, the inspired man translated, of course, uh, man interfered with, if you prefer, word of God. Uh, but what that means doesn't mean that everything is a direct indicative for you. It means that it's still all of this contextual stuff. It just comes mediated 
by man from God for a variety of purposes and in a variety of styles. Well, and if you've read the book and have been part of the religion for long enough, then you understand that, you know, what God touches is holy, but what man touches is flawed. Yeah. Like that's something expressed in the book. Therefore, basically, a like a, that sort of idea is like a, like a footnote to the whole book that's like, hey, humans wrote this down. Yeah. We, if you're talking original sin and stuff, like we, we taint theoretically anything we mm. touch. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you're right. And that's, I feel like that's the same mindset that says, oh, you know, we could, you know, global warming can't be real. We have, you know, because we can't possibly sully something that, that God has done. That's. Oh my God. Are people really making that argument? I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, you haven't heard that one? Oh my God. Yes. No, I've totally heard but that. Again, I've, I've heard the in argument. Michigan and I'm in Japan. So you've probably heard a lot more right wing crazy than I I have. think it was online. I don't even think it was right. like a geographic thing. Yeah, no, I've heard the argument that global warming, warming can't be real because it would be uh, mankind like throwing a skew God's creation and that's beyond us. And I'm like, yeah. That's, Did you and that, I read the same book? That argument was made by someone who read Genesis 1, read Genesis 2, and then stopped before Genesis 3. <laughs> like, like, yeah, whole... it also, the Bible also says us very, tells us very specifically to be stewards mm -hmm. of creation. Yeah. And I, to be I, a steward of something is to have dominion over, but yeah. to take very intense care. Like, and, and like, not to spoil your <laughs> episodes here, but like the whole arc of the second half of the Adam and Eve story is humankind is sullying a thing what God created. Like your, your argument yeah. fails before. It's kind of the theme of the whole book. book. <laughs> like that's not so much you didn't read the Bible as you didn't even get past the first few pages. The whole if, like if we're going back like high school English course thing, the theme of the book one could easily say is mm -hmm. that that uh, mankind. It causes flaw in pretty much everything that he touches, and God is the only hope. Yeah, and, this, and if how, it, how can you believe that and not believe that? Yeah, it's possible for us to fuck up our planet. And this is our holy book, all kinds of things. Yeah, this is a theme we're going to come back to again and again and again and again. Sorry if um, I'm getting away from the point. You hit a passion. Oh no, this is, like, this is the point. This is the point, and that this is a theme we come back to again and again in the Bible. God says a thing. And then humans choose the most insane fucked up way of doing it. Uh, one of my favorites is, and I'm going to basically summarize here, is God says to Moses at all in the desert, uh, there's this promised land over here. I'm going to give it to you all. Um, and everyone in this is like, all right, so who do we got to kill? Uh, and you can almost imagine God going, no, you don't have to kill everybody. And then he looks down and, oh, everybody's dead now. <laughs> like, the, the human inclination to take it in a weird direction. Like God puts out a perfect thing and then we're the ones who got to make it weird. I think we have to make everything a competition. I think that's, that's something I'm, I'm realizing about like the negative human nature of myself and doing a lot of, I'm a little spacey, just a warning to people who haven't met me or don't know me in person. I get kind of like Ooh, about this stuff, but like, I don't know. I also have ADD. I completely lost my train of thought and, and yeah, no, breaking away to apologize for myself again. So, but that is overall the the arc of the entire Bible. God says thing, 
humankind screws it up and then god says okay justice the overarching theme of the bible is the arc back towards justice uh and we never quite get there but we're theoretically getting better at identifying that moving in that direction which again and you know not to spoil anybody who's actually coming to or watching online our church services but this is going to be my sermon the next uh time we're up at the end of the month is um you know uh righteousness is a moving target like it's not something that we we pick we do we're done uh it's something that we keep having to readjust ourselves because we keep screwing it up like we're human we may we may nail righteousness at one point but if we don't have it and we don't stay with it then that target keeps moving and then we wind up not there mm -hmm. so we're going to be starting with the oldest of testaments um you know, not counting like Gilgamesh and other older testaments, but it's beside the point. Um, the, the oldest of Christian testaments, anyway. Uh, so what do you know about the OT? Um, I know it's largely not our document. <laughs> um, yep. yep, that is something that we often try I, to avoid. I have a Jewish friend who is like, why? Why do you guys, why do you guys try and latch onto that? It's not your, yeah. it's not your books. You don't know no. what you're talking about. You don't treat them correctly. You don't read them correctly. You don't teach them correctly. I'm going to introduce no. a, slight, <laughs> a slight but to that. When Christians originally got started, we were Jews and that eventually broke off and went in a different direction. So that is part of our shared history. But there is, as your Jewish friend is right to point out, a, a strong tendency amongst Christian communities to say that now that we are Christian, we can understand this in our own way. And I don't think that's necessarily valid. Like there's a reason why, as I mentioned earlier, I follow a couple of well-known rabbis on Twitter, why I try to maintain at least some kind of connection to the Jewish community, although there isn't much of one out here at the moment, um, you know, is because we do, I think, need to be checking ourselves against the Jewish community and how, do, how have they come to understand that over the years? Because where we have spent 2000 years trying to reach an understanding of the combined Old and New Testaments, uh, they've pretty much just been focusing on the one for this whole period of time. So they've got more time, more energy, and more scholarship invested in this text than we do. And, and the history, just just like how the, the layers of having built that yeah. over that much time. Now, I'm going to introduce two points here that I think are, are going to be the, the ones we're going to kind of end on here, which um, it has to do with how we understand the Bible. Uh, and the first mm -hmm. point is, when we understand the Bible as Christians, we're looking at it through a what we could call a Christocentric lens. Mm -hmm. um, that means as Christians, we're starting from the perspective that Jesus introduced, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two things hang all the law and the prophets. So when we go back, we're looking at it and assuming since God is eternal and Jesus was speaking with the voice of God in that place, that whatever God was saying in this context, However, it was understood by the people in the story, we have to look at it and try to discern, okay, what God was really getting at had to come from that place. Um, so that is our Christian interpretation of the text. Having said that, it's also worth historically noting that Jesus of Nazareth was a Pharisee of the Hillel school. Um, like he wasn't just some poor schmuck, nobody out in the desert who was moved by the Holy Spirit, y'all. Uh, like this was a trained rabbi, like he was a trained rabbi studied in the Hillel school, which was at the time, and 
you know, if there are any Jewish friends watching this, I'm I welcome correction on this, but this is my understanding from what I've what I've understood so far. The the Hillel school of wasn't really rabbinical, it was kind of pharisaical thought at the time, and the Shammai school were kind of the two big schools of the time. When we talk about Pharisees in the New Testament uh, as the bad guys, we're really talking about people from the Shammai sect, those who believed in kind of the rigid adherence to the law, you know, screw you other people, the people who are in charge get all the money and the power, basically corrupt leaders. Um, and they, these were people who at the time, as I understand it, in my own Christian white pastor kind of simplified way of getting it, the Shammai Pharisees were kind of a, the... I won't say one-dimensional bad guys, but their school of thought was the more corrupt leadership school of thought, whereas the Hillel school was pretty much exactly what Jesus taught. Um, as Christians, we believe in the Messiah really? Jesus. Sorry, this is blowing my mind. This is all stuff I've never heard before. Yeah, we don't like to talk about the historicity of Jesus as a Jew a whole heck of a lot, but like he wasn't. No, when Jew I hear it brought, when I've heard it brought up, it always feels kind of like trying to take ownership of Judaism is like, oh, that's ours too. Like, yeah, no, and that's not it at all. No, <laughs> this is one of the big things that I try to point out. Uh, Jesus was of the Hillel school of of kind of pharisaical thought there at the time. Now, in the century since Jesus, you had you know the destruction of the temple, you had the diaspora, Jews spread throughout the world, the reform movement, a whole bunch of stuff that I am not at all qualified to talk about. Uh, but you my, get somebody on here sometime. You should talk to somebody. On yeah, I got to track so someone we can get for that. perspective. For the, for the moment, my kind of broad generalized understanding is that at least with, you know, the, the, the broader chunk of reform Judaism mostly grew out of the Hillel school and that the Shammai school mostly passed, uh, passed away. Like there are hints of it in other places, like in kind of the extreme edges of like Hasidic uh, thought and things like that. But the grand majority of, of international Judaism, as I understand it, is pretty much in line with what Jesus taught. So that when we talk about- Yeah, not necessarily what Christians <laughs> preach, but what Jesus spoke, right. if you actually study his yeah. teachings so as a your primary focus of the religion. Yeah. So a large chunk of our broad theological motion, if we're talking about deconstructing our faith and getting back to what we're meant to be, is kind of aligning ourselves to where modern Judaism has been for a while. We're not so much- um, being our own thing as catching up to them um, in terms of theological and social thought. Where we diverge is in our understanding of Jesus as Messiah uh, and Jesus's divinity. That is where we diverge. Uh, and that is something that we will talk about in a much greater depth uh, as we get to the New Testament, if we make it that far. Okay, this series is officially terrifying. I'm way out of my depth. I'm loving hearing about this. This is like the most excited for Jesus I've felt in a while. Um, yeah. well, like, I don't know how much this will come up, but I have kind of an odd spiritual path. So We, we um, all have odd spiritual Well, at the same time, being a lifelong Christian. So <laughs> it's it's an odd combination. It is. And I was, I was just talking to somebody uh, not too long ago about how uh, like even pastors experience religious trauma. Like, you know, I, I am a, you know, cishet, straight, white, male, Christian pastor, and I have had my butt kicked by religion over the years. Like, we've all, well, a lot of us anyway, have experienced that. And we know, <clears throat> at least in a, a general sense, that where the church is now ain't where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so for, for you, I hope, uh, and I hope that I, I'm some help to this throughout the process of these videos, and for, for all you millions and millions who i'm sure are listening and watching um 
I hope that this the series is a process of reconnecting with who God is actually in the Bible, with who Jesus is actually in the Bible, and rediscovering what we're supposed to be in relationship to kind of who we as a broader Christianity have become, especially in the last hundred or two hundred years. Beep. <laughs> yeah. The joys of recording on our computer. I get beeps from time just, to time. Just a Sorry, deep interrupting this this epic little like mini sermon that's like, like oh. I I choose you make to me understand. feel like I'm in church, which doesn't <laughs> hasn't happened for a long time, including times yeah. when I was actually in church. Yeah. <laughs> I, I choose to understand the beep of said junk email as, as God's timing, putting an exclamation mark on, on the thing what I was just saying. You know, and Logan, John, God works in mysterious ways. The church is ding. You know, yeah. so I think that's where where we're gonna end it for this introductory video. Um, you have any last thoughts before we before we move on? Um, just that um, I asked. Some of you may be somewhat familiar with me from a series that. Don and I did that was remote pastoral care that involved basically me being an open wound for the site of the internet as a means of saying, Hey, you know, talk to somebody. It's okay. You know, and your pastor, you can talk to you, you know, if, if they're a good pastor, like <laughs> can help you through some, some questions and some crazy stuff. Um, I can't, and that's a fairly honest representation of me. I can be a very deeply emotional person. So I, I would just, this is the internet and I know people are going to do what they want to do, but I would ask for a little bit of patience with me as I'm on a road. I think we're all on a road. I'm just very kind of honest about it because I don't know how to be any other way. Exactly. So. And I think we should all be exercising that patience for ourselves and for each other. And if you're going to show some patience for Courtney, show some with me too, because like I'm trying to navigate excuse me, I'm trying to navigate this road myself. I may have come by some interesting tool sets along the way, but we're all in different places on the same road here. Yeah. All right. So with that said, you know, thank you all for watching to the end of the video. Next week, we're going to start with our discussion on Genesis 1, uh, which is going to be, I know you guys are going to be waiting with bated breath for an entire week looking forward to that. For us, it's going to be all of two minutes because we're going to record that one here next anyway. Uh, So uh, I hope you're looking forward to that. So tune in next week for our discussion of Genesis 1. Uh, if you're interested in what we're doing here as a community, um, check them links down below. Uh, we are, as I said earlier, we're, we're based physically in Japan. So if you're part of the, the broader Japanese Christian world, uh, stop into our actual church. That information's on our website. We'd love to see you in worship. Uh, but if you're not, <clears throat> this community started out as an online community. We're based out of a Discord server. So if you are not like Courtney and like many others in our community, if you're not in Japan, you can still be part of the community. So join up with that. We, we really want to see you as part of the community. So yep. in the meantime, have a good week. Take care. We'll see you all later. Bye, everybody.